It really only matters what I think of myself. It really only matters if I'm comfortable with me at night when the doors are closed and the windows are shut and there's no one else around. If I can be comfortable in my own skin and accept me for everything that I am, then I can get past everyone else's issues. The story of Double Dick Dude, this week on Upvoted by Reddit. Welcome to episode 7 of Upvoted by Reddit. I'm your host, Alexis Ohanian. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode where we talked about the story of culture shock. If you haven't listened to the episode yet, check it out at upvoted.reddit.com. And then let us know what you think. This week's episode is about one of the biggest stars we've seen come out of Reddit. But it's not the story you'd expect. About a year ago, Double Dick Dude, who I'm going to call Clark for reasons that will become clear later, came out online. Literally overnight, he became one of Reddit's biggest stars. Despite achieving massive internet celebrity, Clark has managed to keep his real identity a secret while still divulging some of the juicy details about seven-way orgies and sleeping with men who had never been with another man before. It didn't take long for national media outlets to pick up on the story. True story. There's a man with a rare medical condition that gave him two penises. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, it's all over the news. Yeah. Yeah. So ladies, if you meet a man that says he's 10 inches, ask if that's a combined total. For the record, this is not that kind of episode. But if you're curious, you can read all about Clark's sex life and some very not-safe-for-work photos on his Tumblr at dyphalicdude.tumblr.com. That's D-I-P-H-A-L-L-I-C dude.tumblr.com. Or visit the Reddit AMA that made him famous. A year later, Clark's back in the spotlight with his memoir, Doubleheader, My Life with Two Dicks. It's a quick and dirty chronicle of the ups and downs of life with his condition. It's a pretty fast read, clocking in at less than 80 pages, and it ranges all the way from hardcore to heartwarming. The Washington Post gave it a glowing review, and it is already a bestseller in the Amazon Kindle store. A few weeks ago, I was lucky enough to have a revealing Skype call with him about his story. We guarantee it's unlike anything you've heard Clark discuss before, and it's coming up after our word from our sponsors. Here are some more amazing Redditors who have bought Reddit Gold in the last six months. Thank you. Ice Frog here. DeLorean58. Tannis underscore Nikana. Mindlight. Kofite. KO Fight. Maybe it's probably KO Fight. Mashable Pixels. With an underscore in between. Devon Uber. Or Devon Uber. Devo Uber. It could be any of those things. Handsome underscore McAwesome. Oh, oh, you win, handsome McAwesome. Blue 58, Funk Bass, Sinrev, I am not Kevin Bacon. Oh, or maybe it is Kevin Bacon. He just doesn't want us to know. Well, anyway, thank you, all of you. Not just I am not Kevin Bacon, but all of you. And now back to the story of Double Dick Dude. Clark was born with Diphalia. If you haven't heard of it before, that's because it's an extremely rare congenital condition that affects an estimated 1 in 5.5 million American men, which actually might sound like a lot, but most of the time, it comes with serious medical complications like spina bifida and other deformities. Clark, on the other hand, got extremely lucky. 
In his case, he just has two fully functional penises. I look at my decks like anyone looks at their hands or feet. You know, if I looked down and saw only one tomorrow morning, I'd be freaked out. It would be very weird for me. Before you ask, yes, Clark can pee and ejaculate with both. He identifies as bisexual, has allegedly had sex with over 1,000 people, and he's single now. Despite putting all this information out there for public consumption, Clark says he's actually pretty discreet, and that's why he decided to stay anonymous. In real life, if I'm not going to bed with someone, they're not going to know. I'm not, I just don't talk about it. I mean, most people don't. Most guys don't find a way to make – I mean, well, I, I've met some guys who do. But there's most guys don't sit there and find a way to make every conversation about their dick. They just don't. Uh, besides the, the ones who are obsessed and usually they've got, you know, issues. Although you might think that someone like Clark would be the one with issues, that just wasn't the case. As a kid, his mom and dad were careful never to make him feel embarrassed or ashamed of his body. But they'd still warn him to keep his private parts, well, private. The way my parents brought me up, it was, you're special, you're unique, uh, don't play doctor with anyone, don't take your pants off in front of anyone, don't let anyone see them. Because you might make other boys feel bad that they only have one. So you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or make them feel bad because they don't have two like you do. So that stuck with me. So for most of his life, Clark kept his condition more or less a secret. Until one day, everything changed. And he suddenly decided to go public. It was completely a fluke. It was not planned at all. It was spur of the moment. It was just one of those things where it was like, why not? You know, it literally was just like a why not? I mean, it was just after Christmas of 2013. My ex and I used to look at a Tumblr blog that was full of some really, like, graphic stuff. And uh, he was all like, you got to send a picture. You know, see what they do. I was like, I don't send pictures. You know, I don't even take pictures of them. He's like, yeah, I did. It was completely a fluke. It was not planned at all. It was going to the blog that we were browsing. And the owner of that blog asked me a bunch of questions. I was like, sure, why not? And so I answered him. And then it blew up so much that it ended up on Reddit before I did. And my ex-boyfriend and girlfriend were on Tumblr, and they knew about Reddit. I didn't. So we were clicking links and looking at people talking about me on Reddit. And I was like, what is this? And they were like, oh, it's this really cool site where you know you can be updated on all this different stuff. And I was like, I've never been here before. And then that's when everyone was like, you got to do an AMA. You got to do an AMA. I'm like, how do I do that? And they said, just go here, type this in at this thing, and make sure you have photographs. And then just sit there and answer the questions. And I did that for like 48 hours straight. On New Year's Day 2014, Clark sat glued to his computer, answering as many of the 17,000 comments as he possibly could. And of course there was the, you know, you want to have sex questions, which is funny. Those make me laugh. And, and then the, you're full of shit. I was really prepared for people not believing, which was fine. It didn't matter. It was the ones that people genuinely were asking this or that, that made me go, whoa. And it was the whole, when did you know you were different? And that's when I really started thinking about it. Getting a lot of the questions really revealed to me just how different and unique my situation is. So when people ask me, when did you realize it? I'm like, I really didn't realize. Actually, I could honestly say, I think I realized just how different I was with the whole Reddit thing. I, that's when I really realized just how different it is from 
the average guy beyond the obvious. Yes, there's two, but the perception of it, people think so much more about it or they assume things about it that I've never even thought of, you know, like, like have you ever tried doing this? I'm like, I never thought about doing that. <laughs> what did it feel like going through that extensive interview process and suddenly having this, you know, internet fame? It was scary. It was really scary. Clark's AMA quickly became one of Reddit's most popular ever. The only three people who beat him, Barack Obama, David Attenborough, and Bill Gates. There was a moment where I actually said, I feel like I want to get underneath the bed and not come out because so many people. I mean, I was on every website. I I saw on the Huffington Post that year. I was like, oh, my God. I'm just like, holy crap. What? And then Rolling Stone and Cosmopolitan and Jezebel and Yahoo News. And then I was all over the Daily Mail, popping up in Australia. I was just, I literally didn't want to go outside. I was afraid that everyone would be looking at everyone's crotches to see who had a, you know, a larger than average bulge. I really, it freaked me out. But then it started calming down after a while. And I was like, okay, I can handle this. What freaked me out was hearing people talking about me. And I was just like, oh my God, there are people actually talking about this. It blew me away because I was just like, holy crap, it's real. People are actually talking about this away from their computer screens. And people were on their phones showing articles and stuff. I mean, I literally was in a subway and saw someone on their phone looking at pictures and showing a person next to them. I guess they were friends. And I was just like, (gasps) (laughs) it was pictures of of you. Yes. uh, Wow. Exactly. Yes. So I was just like. Holy crap, I'm standing right next to them. That's when the whole Superman uh, angle kind of like developed in my brain. It was literally like I'm standing amongst all these people. Probably if there was 10 of them, you know, probably six or seven of them didn't even know about me, which was fine. But the people who did had no idea I was standing right there. I was like, that must have been what Clark Kent would have felt like standing there in his hat and his glasses, you know, with his jacket and his arm on the subway, you know, standing next to Lois. They didn't know that he's Superman. Granted, this may sound a bit extreme coming from a man whose superpower is essentially his crazy kinky sex, but imagine how that must feel. What he's describing is most of our worst nightmares. True, Clark exposed himself, literally. But he had no way of predicting the overwhelming response to what he likes to call, and I quote, the little anomaly between my legs, end quote. Somehow, though, he simultaneously managed to maintain his privacy, which must be what keeps him sane. After the break, we'll hear more about why he calls the internet the 21st century freak show, and how he went from finding it totally terrifying to surprisingly empowering. This early episode of Upvoted is brought to you by all of the amazing people who have bought Reddit Gold. Here are a few of them. Duranus, Misty Pixel Fan, Oldie with a one for the eye, Strawberry Jamal, ooh, I like that, Sweet Timur 803, Adamance, Dinacles, Grease, Kigster, First FX Frost, I think that's right. First FX Frost. Yeah, that feels right. PBS 094. You're not fooling me, PBS. I know it's you. Hey, Joshua. Likhatjev. L-I-K-H-A-T-J-E-V. It was available 
<laughs> nice. Thank you, all of you. Especially it was available, because that's a great username. Seriously, thank you for purchasing Reddit Gold. And now back to the story of Double Dick Dude. We all have our various online personas. Clark's alter ego is obviously at the extreme end of that spectrum. So I was curious what he thinks of the internet given his extraordinary relationship to it. Does it help people like him gain acceptance? I guess the way I look at it, the internet is the 21st century freak show. Is the kind of stuff that you pay 25 cents to see on a roadside somewhere in the country back in the 1950s. So back then, they were able to control their own narrative by being in groups with each other and traveling. God loved those people. Those people didn't have anyone to help them, so they had to join together because if they didn't, they'd either starve or they died from medical complications because no doctors would treat them because they were too weird. So they joined together and they only had normalcy in their life because of their being in a group together. I look at it from the perspective of I'm controlling the narrative because I can choose to acknowledge or not acknowledge comments. Um, I've had some really nasty, mean things said about me, tweeted at me. I mean, really terrible stuff. They always say, don't respond to your detractors. Don't acknowledge the people who say nasty things about you because you're just giving them more attention. And that's all about the narrative. It's controlling your own narrative. I avoid being exploited by controlling how I'm presented. Now, I can't control people view me. I can't control people's opinions. I wouldn't want to. But I can control how the spotlight shone on me and how I'm presented to people. And I do that by making my choices on how I'm going to be presented. And everyone else is free to make their own decisions after that. They can believe I'm fake. They can believe I'm real. They can you know, believe anything they want because when you get down to it at the end of the day, the reality of me and my condition isn't reliant upon other people accepting it. It exists whether they do or they don't accept it. So it doesn't bother me if they believe me or not or if they hate me or not, whatever. That's their choice. But I control the narrative by acknowledging or not acknowledging various aspects of the whole situation. After everything that's happened to him, Clark knows better than anyone that the internet itself isn't good or bad. It's just a tool that he uses to tell his own story on his terms. But unfortunately, that same tool can just as easily be used to hurt people. Everyone's so quick to point a finger, make fun of someone, tell someone that they suck or they're trash, or talk about them behind their back on the internet and think that they'll never see it. It's the zero accountability that people have because of the internet that everyone is just attacking each other. And it's like, you know, we need to have some sort of positive impact on each other if we're going to make it out of this. Despite the trolls, Clark's AMA definitely had a positive impact. In fact, it was that outpouring of gratitude that made him want to write his book. I've got messages like you wouldn't believe from people who said whatever it was, whether I feel like I'm overweight or I'm underweight or I can't gain weight or I actually have three nipples or my hairline. I'm only 19 and my hair is falling out and I feel horrible about it or I actually have six toes. And that blew my mind because – they said, thank you for putting yourself out there and being positive with it. And that's when I realized I didn't actually put myself out there with the intention of doing any of this. It just, it happened. And that's when I thought to myself, I should write a book because I get thousands of questions 
every few months from guys who are coming into understanding their sexuality to girls who are discovering their boyfriends might be bisexual. And then having guys and girls both message me and say, thank you for being so positive and being bisexual because they don't know how to do that. They don't know how to be themselves because they've got friends who have said that they just didn't want to choose a side because they didn't want to commit to any one thing or another. And they're like, you actually put it in a way that I understand it. The reward for me is hearing from the person who said that they felt alone, but then read and followed me and realized that they weren't alone. Everyone is so dead set on pointing a finger at someone else for something or you know, this or that, whatever it is, you know, making fun of them because oh, your, your earlobes connect to the side of your jaw. They don't hang down. You know, you've got that weird earlobe thing. It's like, why would you, something so insignificant as that when in reality, we're all the same on the inside and we're all trying to figure out where we're going to go in life, what we're going to do in life. And if we can just have compassion for each other while embracing individuality, it's going to, it would have such a massive impact. The truth is, everybody's insecure about something. We're all learning to accept ourselves, and in a way, that's what makes us way more similar than different. Not that Clark was always so confident. He even considered having one of his penises removed because it turned out high school is twice as hard with two dicks. We've already heard a little bit about how Clark's parents taught him to accept his body from a very young age, but they also continued to be supportive throughout adolescence and into adulthood. Take, for example... The way Clark's mom dealt with an especially insensitive doctor. I remember that like it was yesterday. I've had the same physician for most of my life. I'm only 25. <laughs> so the guy I see, it's no surprise to him. Clark's regular doctor wasn't available. So he saw someone else. And he came in and he looked down, saw them, and just kind of was like, just a moment. He acted chill about it. I remember him being really chill because it kind of came across like he forgot something. And he left. And then he came back in and all these people came in with him and I felt weird. I didn't feel bad. I just felt weird about it. And all of a sudden there was just a lot of talking all at once. And then my mom was like, that's it. Out, out, started shoving. And then she went, wow, pow, and popped him. And his glasses flew off his head. I remember that. They flew into the hallway. Clark's mom is clearly a badass and an awesome parent. And so apparently was his dad who passed away last year. Clark says that although he gives his mom a lot of much-deserved props, his dad was actually the one who taught him one of the most important lessons of his life. My dad was the one who told me not to worry about what other people thought about me. Back in high school, after I lost my virginity, the girl that I lost it to had told some of her friends and eggs started getting around the school. And my buddy heard about it. He's still my buddy. He's still my friend. And I was giving him a ride home from school. I had a vehicle and he didn't. And he hated riding the school bus. And so he's like, pretty much just throws it right out there. And I'm just like, oh my God. Wow. He thought we had confided in each other. All our deepest, darkest secrets, which is 16, really. <laughs> they seem like a big deal, but you know, <laughs> later on, you're like, that wasn't anything. So he was butthurt about the potential that I was holding back on him. And so I went through a back and forth in my brain about how I could try to fool him into thinking I only had one. Ended up just 
showing them both to him and he was blown away by it. And then he realized that I was not interested in people knowing. And he decided to offend me. No one in school ever saw them except for the girl that I lost my virginity to and my buddy who I revealed them to when he confronted me on it. I always wore briefs underneath my boxers when we changed out. I never took showers. We didn't have to take showers. So it was all kind of a, is it true? Is she lying? I went from being no one. No one really cared about me at all. I was one of those non-standout people in school up to that moment. It was kind of like I blended in with a wall. So when everyone started gossiping about maybe it was true, maybe it wasn't true, my buddy was like, "Uh uh-uh, it's not true. He only has one. I've seen it. Bingo. There you go. Now we're gay. Clark and his friend were teased mercilessly for months afterward. Finally, he'd had enough. He was on the verge of dropping out and seriously contemplating corrective surgery. And my dad said to me, he goes, you know, it doesn't matter. I know why you want, want this. But even if you do, you'll still be the same possibly gay dude who might have had two dicks. It's not going to change who you are. And I love you no matter what. Clark was actually in the middle of writing about this experience when his dad died. And so I uh, let my mom read what I had written up to that point. And of course, like any mom would, she broke down crying. Clark's mom revealed that before he was born, she'd had two miscarriages. When the doctor gave her and Clark's dad the bad news that this pregnancy also appeared to have some complications, she wasn't sure if she could go through with it. She reaffirmed to me that she never regretted having me, ever. But she was so ashamed of herself for having considered abortion at one point. And I didn't put this in the book. But she said, I didn't know if I had the strength to go through with it. She said, if, if we had gone and, and seen the ultrasound and you had appeared to be, and then she cried even more, normal. She, she hates that word. She goes, if you had been normal, it would never have crossed my mind. She said, but I was so scared. She said, and your dad said, I'll do whatever you want to do, but let's just keep going. Let's, let's just wait a little bit. Let's just wait a little bit. She says, so we kept waiting and we kept going another month and another month. She goes, and I kept being so scared that she would go in and the doctor would tell her I was dead or that I was going to die after being born. And she told me that she thanked God every day for my dad, because if it hadn't been for him for two reasons, I wouldn't be here. Obviously, the conception of me, (laughs) and then him telling her that it'd be okay, just wait it out. So yeah, my mom is awesome, but my dad deserves a huge, huge thunderous round of applause from across this entire planet, because without him, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't be here. There's an old sock in the nuts. That just takes the (sighs) the whole mood all the way. Wow, yeah. (laughs) So those orgies. (laughs) Before I could let this interview come to an end, Clark wanted to discuss the greatest gift he'd ever received. It's, It's love. When you love someone, you give them the freedom to be themselves. When you truly love another person, you're giving them that amazing chance to express themselves and not have to worry about whether or not you're going to dislike them. You may not agree with them. You may have issues with some of the things that they say or do, 
but you still love them. You accept them. If you can love someone, you will do them so much better. Better than you could probably even imagine. Coming from the guy with two dicks, I know that it sounds cliche and, and, and silly, but that's the thing that someone recently read my book and was like, this just doesn't make any sense with the interviews I've I've been listening to. And it's like, yeah, because when you're talking to me, this is the me that I am that no one knows has two dicks. It's like literally Superman and Clark Kent. Mm. But that's why I tell people, if you knew me in person, you wouldn't know that I'm the dude on Twitter and I was on Reddit and all that other stuff. You just wouldn't. You know, if we're just friends, you'd never, ever know. Up next, you'll hear my closing thoughts. A special thank you to Clark for opening up and sharing his story. But first, let's take a quick break to thank our sponsors. For making this episode possible, I'd like to thank Ranzar, Artemis underscore Aquarius, Rashu666, Picture Burry, that's Picture Burry, B-U-R-R-Y, Silver Paladin, you probably played D&D too, didn't you? Reddit Gifts. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> thanks for buying Reddit Gold, Reddit Gifts. You probably shouldn't have to pay for that, but thanks. Suart, S-O-O-H-R-T. Leitner, that's R-L-I-G-H-T-N-E-R. And Sarah Kate 84 Thank you, all of you, especially you, Sarah Kate 84 You might have been my favorite. Seriously, you all make this possible. Thank you for purchasing Reddit Gold and making stuff like Upvoted by Reddit a thing. Thanks. I don't know what you expected when you saw this episode's subject, but I hope you were pleasantly surprised. In a less connected time, what people perceived of as normal was far more confined. But with an internet connection, there are no limits. What is normal, anyway? The same technology that lets us connect and empathize also lets us jeer and gawk. But it's clear that for Clark, he's used it to empower himself. Before the internet, Clark could have been relegated to a chapter in Ripley's Believe It or Not. But he's a person, not a spectacle. Clark's physiology is rare, but his attitude is what really makes him special. He's learned so much in a short time and is eager to share those lessons of self-acceptance and compassion with all of us. I really, really want to give a special thank you to Clark for opening up and letting us into his life. You can follow him on Twitter at Dude. That's at D-I-P-H-A-L-L-I-C-D-U-D-E. And his memoir, Doubleheader, My Life with Two Dicks, is now available on Amazon. That will be in the show notes. As always, let us know what you think over at upvoted.reddit.com. We just hit 5,000 subscribers. So if you're one of them, thank you. If you're not, you should feel really guilty. So subscribe. And we also broke over 300,000 downloads after our latest episode. So thank you for the continued support. Uh, we're nearing 100 reviews on iTunes. And we just couldn't be happier with how much you all seem to love this show. So thanks. As always, you can subscribe to Upvoted by Reddit on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Overcast. And let's do this again next week on Upvoted by Reddit. <laughs>